0: Hi, and welcome to Sister Story, a podcast and video series all about possibility. I am your host, Betsy Weersma. This podcast and video series is our way to share ideas and insights and amazing women that have ways for you to go on any part of your journey. And currently, right now, we are on quite a journey. These are tools for your toolbox. So meet some new people, try them on, and see what fits for you. I originally knew Anne, gosh, almost 15 years ago, when I fell in love with her clothing line, and I had kind of kept in my heart one black jacket for almost nearly a decade. (laughs) I'm so glad to reconnect with her. and welcome to the show today hi everyone <laughs> we're so glad to have you here so I want you to first kind of tell everybody a little bit about your story and how are you are the most amazing
1: fashion designer in the entire universe okay go ahead oh well that's easy because I am so I'm Ann Vanganello and my company's Anna Festa and then I also have a company that was came off of that called Festa Sports So I worked in New York for 20 years. I've been a fashion designer my whole life at 13. I wanted to be a fashion designer and I started sewing. And um, in New York City, I was a super hot tamale, fabulous fashionista. And um, I worked with Nanette Lepore. I ran her company for 11 years and I was the COO at Zach Posen and others as well. But I definitely was in the hoity-toity realm out in New York City. I moved back to Colorado and um, I had breast cancer at 33, which is a lot of the reason why I moved back here. Um, I kept going in New York City for seven years and um, finally was exhausted by the whole experience and trying to take care of myself at the same time. So I moved back to Denver and um, started my own collection. That collection is Anifesta. That is the black jacket, Betsy. And that collection started because in New York City, I worked in fashion, I lived in fashion, and I got clothes all the time. When I moved back to Colorado, I, um, due to cancer, my treatments and medications, I had gained 90, yes, 90 pounds. And those 90 pounds, you know, I have a, a strong body image and I'm very confident. And I had never been really a small girl. I was a size 12, 14, but I moved here and I was a 22 and I had to retail shop and that was devastating. It was devastating. I had never, I had gotten clothes made for me at a size 22 and I looked fabulous at a 22, but going out and shopping retail was um, just overly dramatic for me. And so I started Anifesta. And Ana Festa is a clothing line that um, originally was made for sizes 14 to 28, and we now go from size small all the way up to 28. Um, It became popular. I have a super cult following, and so we make clothing for all women, all sizes, all shapes, all personalities, and um, even in New York City, my whole motto, because I'm a master. I'm a fit technician. It's what I love to do is fit bodies. And I always said, if you're five foot zero or six foot zero, if you're a size two or a size 22, you will put on my clothes. You will look in the mirror. You will say, I am beautiful. I look amazing. And my stuff fits really beautifully. I I work like an architect of the body. And Festa Sports came about for exactly the same reason. I was a larger size. I went out and started playing tennis and doing, being a little more athletic and having more working out after all my treatments were over and they didn't have any cute clothes for me. So what do I do? So Festa Sports is definitely tennis and golf based, but it's really any kind of athletic thing um, that you might do. It's bike riding, it's walking or, you know, drinking
0: wine at lunch. We can also wear Hanging out out, And I, I, I would be my testimonial about your clothing is it is alive with your philosophy. You know, it doesn't feel like a piece of clothes. It feels like a friend, something I can feel great in that it's going to breathe with me, be comfortable, be a cute style, be fashionable, but not so cutting edge that, you know, it's not wearable, very wearable and lovable. Um, and, you know, to think that, Really, for 10 years, I still remember the jacket that you made because of your super cute cut on it and how it flies and goes over your shoulder and all the great things. So on behalf of all of us that are not a size two and love to look cute, thank you from the entire
1: world of everyone. Um, <laughs> well, now it's size two, size 22. It's all of us. Um, I definitely started the brand for the curvier figure, but I, you know, I really uh, work with bodies. And in working with the body, if you have no bust, you have a large bust, you have a large rear end, you know, I have a belly, I, my waist is really tiny. It's, uh, we've got clothes for every single body type. So.
0: And then tell everybody about your tennis and your golf lines, especially your tennis team line, because I don't, you know, I'm not in this world. <laughs> I don't play tennis, um, a little bit of golf, but I really love what you do um, in matching fabrics, but making the shape of the skirts so flexible to the body styles.
1: So I, like I said, I started out playing tennis and I was a size 22. I'm not a 22 anymore. And that's because I thank tennis and my clothing. I thank my clothing for it. If you wear clothing that you feel comfortable in, then you're comfortable in your body. You're comfortable in yourself and you can go do things. So I started out playing tennis and I had never, I was a New York city girl. I went out, you know, having parties all night long, not playing tennis at seven in the morning. My lifestyle has changed. And, um, I, the teams, the USTA tennis teams, you wear matching uniforms. So a lot of the girls I was playing with had similar body types. And I remember trying to go get my, um, tennis uniform the year, the very first year that I had to get one and there was not an option for me. Um, It was too short. It was too tight. It was too everything. There was no way I put it I was crying in a dressing room. If I'm crying in a dressing room There is a problem because I think I'm amazing and I will, you know, be comfortable in whatever I am and I was not comfortable at all. So I started the collection and what we do is we take a team print So, you know, say it was this print right here and this print We make seven different styles and so if you're taller or shorter, you, every person on the team gets to choose a different style of skirt to fit their style, their body, their personality. So we have flirty ones that are more girly. We have very sporty, slim, um, you know, shorter, longer. And that way everyone on the team looks the same because you're wearing the same color, but you're also wearing something that fits your body type. So you don't have the Amphanganello on the court wearing something that's super short and super tight and feeling super uncomfortable and therefore not winning my match. I always, uh, at the beginning, I always say, you yeah, know, we can win our first, very first game just off our outfits. Cause people are like, Oh, what are those girls wearing? So that's, we started out with tennis and went into golf teams and doing stuff for golfers as well. And, um, I'm really uh, well-known for my prints. I really am a color goddess. I love, you know, pink and purple. And I think that color makes uh, makes you who you are. We all have our favorite colors and our favorite things to wear. And if you're wearing that favorite color, then you are stronger. You know, if you're stronger on the outside and you get stronger on the inside. I kind of work from the outside in sometimes.
0: Yeah. And I, I, that's, again, what I really call you out for is as a designer – I'm creating these pieces that are so much fun that they do give you the confidence. And when they are fitted to your body style, instead of, you know, trying to go to the sale rack, and looking what just what's off the rack, which doesn't fit, you know, which, you know, it's so much better to invest in something that is fantastic that you're going to get a ton of wear out of and feel like a million bucks every time. Well, during this Sister Strong podcast, we are looking for tools for everyone because uh, many people have turned their day jobs into helping our country oh. and our world. And you are on the front line. So tell everybody about your mask project.
1: Masks, masks, masks. That's all we do around here now. I, um, as we entered this crisis and this pandemic and this era that none of us have ever gone through before, I immediately um, jumped on board the mask-making situation. And it was actually before other people were thinking about it, and it was because of what? My fabric. I saw the need, Christian Siriano out in New York working with um, Governor Cuomo, the day that that was discussed was 10 minutes later I started making masks. And it was because of my collection, because of the Festa Sports collection, I have thousands of yards of antibacterial, antimicrobial, antifungal, a wick away. I have a very specific fabric that I have in stock and it's here and I, my studio is in my basement. And so with the stay at home orders, I happened to have something here that had um, value. Um, so we started working with it. We talked to um, people in Governor Polis' office. Uh, we got testing done. We worked on, uh, we went to a hospital sanitization location and they put things through there, things to make sure it wouldn't melt. And we got our you know, filtering in the PM, particle matters. I, It was mind-blowing, Betsy. I felt like a physicist, a chemist, a geneticist. It was my brain. I called him scrambled eggs brain all the time. So we went through a couple of weeks of working very, very hard trying to really get something that would be helpful for healthcare workers. Um, we didn't. <laughs> we didn't. And um, that's because that's not what I do, and we really tried. And all of a sudden, we thought, let's leave the filters and all of these medical products to the people who know what they're doing. Um, why am I trying to fight over filter fabric when I can do something that is, um, I turn my, my mission into a different direction. And um, with Governor Polis saying that everyone should be wearing cloth masks, I happened to have gone through all of this testing, and so, boom, I started immediately. Um, So we are the mask-making maniacs over here. Charles is cutting, and Malcolm is packing up packages, and um, we really went gung-ho with it because of, for a lot of reasons.
0: And so tell everybody about the masks and how do they find you? How do they buy them? You know, are there different sizes? I mean, there's so many things going on with masks today. I learned something about myself I never knew until I tried to pick my daughter up at the airport in a mask, which is the top of my ears are very shallow Uh uh-huh like who knew right like who's been putting much on top of your ears my glasses seem to fit they're very fine but i noticed i tried a mask with larger elastic and it was really hard and so i think there's some intricacies in the mask world so tell us all about what you have and how people can get them
1: all right so first of all you go to festasports.com and um you order them online they're there for ordering um if you go to Anafesta.com, we have two websites Anafesta.com is the clothing brand and festasports.com is the sportswear brand and on both sites Anafesta, there's a little click and it will lead you directly to the festasports.com website so that is how you buy is directly online we um uh, do something that's really important to me, and that is that if you buy one, we donate one to someone in need. Um, our initial group of masks that we started making was, uh, you know, we were headed towards the hospitals and, towards healthcare workers and trying to help on those fronts. And so we always had intended to donate, and but I didn't know where the funding was going to come from. We didn't know how to deal with all the money things, and I was cutting up all my fabric, which is my livelihood. Um, And so then once it was told to the public to wear masks, we were like, if you buy a mask, we'll give a mask. And so we've been donating Malcolm, who is, I'm a caretaker for Malcolm. He's my brother-in-law and he is, has Down syndrome and goes to a a, a day program called Laredin. Well, Laredin he doesn't go because they're stay at home, but they have live-in residents. And those live-in residents and the workers and the volunteers who are there need masks. And they don't, can't afford them. They wouldn't even know how to go online, probably, to try to buy something. So um, Ronald McDonald House, right, we've given some to Centura Health, to Children's Hospital. You know, we're still going to hospital roots. We're just here to help whoever is in need. Um, so that's our, our motto, how you buy them. You go buy online and we donate to others. And we're not very uh, picky. We've donated more than we've sold. <laughs> and it's just because we're here to give them out. I want a mask on every face in this country. And it is, my new mission is masks for everyone. Um, and that's, that's a whole new ball game. Um, and I don't know, we'll talk about that. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, that's so great though. And you know, we ran into like the Samaritan house, right? Well, they're helping with the homeless population and that they're not yeah. on the list for getting any of the gear and the masks, you know, um, I donated house, craft the supplies.
1: The has been a hard one for us and we really discussed it and talked about it. The thing is that if you wear the mask and it gets contagion on it, it's you have to wash it. So these are reusable. You wear it out, you go to the grocery store, you go out, you do what you have to do outside, and then you come home and you wash it. And with the homeless population, we didn't know how they would be able to wash it. So we've um, sent some emails out and we're talking, trying to see how to help on that front. But there's a point where if you don't wash your mask, it actually could be harmful. It could contain something that's not helping you. So that was, um, the homeless thing is a hard one for us because we would love to help people. Yeah,
0: and the Samaritan House, you know, has the shelter. So they really are trying to get masks for their own employees that are helping the people experiencing homelessness every day. So, well, I'm calling you out. Watch as, this,
1: Betsy. Check, check, check. I'm going to email them next. Good, We're I will. I will. constantly looking for people who, we can help with our masks. In right.
0: I'm going to hook you up to Cheryl Tally. She will be ecstatic. You will love her as a camp sister, too. She's super fun. And uh, she's in the midst. I mean, she picked up craft supplies from my basement because they had 51 kids in quarantine with nothing to do. She's like, Cheryl. Do you have anything
1: to do <laughs> tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, It's a constant. I mean, every 10 minutes, things change around here.
0: Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is so fun to interview you on your very first ever podcast. And I know know you're going to be doing these because you have such good stories and such great products. And I would tell all of you again, we're encouraging everyone. This is the time to support our small women-owned medium-sized businesses because everyone's doing their very best and holding on with our very, you know, fingertips. As we figure out what our role is in being part of the possible, you know so um, and you are rocking it, your whole troop there at your home uh, are rocking it and doing great work in the world, so great. I
1: definitely want to bring out one last thing, and that is what the future is of these masks and this is what um, my my mission has changed, and it 's um, that right now, I feel like the masks hold a feeling of sickness, a feeling of fear, a feeling of um, being ugly and not happy. We are we're all stuck at home. We're in the middle of a of a panic, of anxiety. And so right now a mask is has a fear feeling to it. And my goal is, you know, coronavirus is gonna come around again, we would expect. Um it's just like the flu season, we could have the coronavirus season come back again. And I want people to start wearing masks for their joy. And again, it's if I like pink, wear a pink mask. Have it match your outfit. Have it um, be your favorite sports team. Um, For men, have it be the new tie. For women, it's your new handbag, your new earrings, your new scarf. Um, Masks are, if we were all wearing masks, we could go back to work. Right now, we're not. We're in crisis. But if it could become something that's a part of our society, other cultures wear masks all the time. And to have it become a part of our society, when coronavirus comes around, we start wearing masks. And guess what? If we did that, we might not have to all stay at home. We could keep our economy moving. We could keep going forward. And so my goal is, you know, on the Oscar red carpet, I want to see Nicole Kidman in a $3,000 beaded fabulous mask. And I intend to have a mask in multiple colors to match my outfit. And, um, oh, and of course we have to show, we have purple and green and pink and polka dots. Nice. And in two days, we're getting all of our solvents. We're getting navies and tans and so we're here for the girls we're here for the guys. We aren't making them in child's uh, sizes yet because of you know child laws so we're working we're working a little at a time we got the girls we're getting the boys and I say a mask on every single person and own it love it make it your style make it yours so that you enjoy wearing your mask instead of having it have this feeling of fear.
0: Well, I love that shift. That is an awesome <laughs> shift. We're going to call this episode "Masks for Everyone," and you know, it could be the thing. You might be making Nicole Kidman's mask. I'm just saying.
1: Hey, I'm uh, here, Nicole. Could be
0: <laughs> a better designer than Anne to make your mask for your Hollywood superstardom.
1: So I got my new hashtag. My new hashtag is hashtag Fashion Saves. So nice. we made that up the other day. We're like, we're here to save lives. Fashion um, saves. We're not medical people, we're not healthcare workers, and God bless all of you out there who are doing everything to help us get through this. But if we could stop the spread and flatten the curve, then we're I, I'm doing what I can with what I know.
0: Well, you're doing a great job, and we're so thankful you're here today on Sisters Strong, a podcast about possibility. And you heard it right here. Anne is the possibility that fashion saves, she's a possibility. Mass become another item in your wardrobe. I'm just trying to decide which base I'm going to get. And then of course I want to embroider it. So that could be mine right there though. That's kind of a rock and Betsy style. That's pretty know. cool. It's
1: oh, pretty and that's, you know, again, you talked about the ears. We've got ears and we've got around the head. So many styles. So many, well, and it's different things for different, um, what your, what your life is. Your yes. life is your life. My life is my life. And we all have different things and things that make us happy. So.
0: Oh my goodness, so much. So, you're going to go to AnnaFesta or.com to see the big line, but Anna to festasports.com. And that is also listed here with this podcast. You can get the links right here. Thank you so much for listening today. Our purpose is possibility. We are Everyone all wear about. Masks. Everybody Everyone wear masks. Everybody, wear mask. Jump in, wear your mask. Um, love is the antivirus. So love yourself, love your community and be part of the possible. Please share this podcast with others that are looking for uplifting energy ideas and need a place to get their mask because we're going to make these part of our social statement of our fashion. Thank you so much, Anne, for being on the show and thanks all of you for listening today. This is your host, Betsy Weersma.